since learning the truth about alcohol over four years ago, I've become pretty skeptical about anything that seems too good to be true. You know, like alcohol. If you're like me and you can spot a too-good-to-be-true health hack from a mile away, congrats, you're a skeptic too. Ritual knows that every good skeptic deserves a multivitamin that exceeds our standards. I take Ritual's Essential for Women 18 Plus every morning because it has high quality and traceable key ingredients in clean, bioavailable forms. It's gentle on an empty stomach and has a minty essence in every bottle that helps make taking my multis actually enjoyable. No more shady business. Ritual's Essential for Women 18 Plus is a multivitamin you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month at ritual.com forward slash sober mom. Start Ritual or add Essential for Women 18 plus to your subscription today. That's ritual.com forward slash sober mom for 25% off. All right, you guys, I am currently struggling with a pinched nerve in my neck. And if you have ever had one, you know the pain. So I am feeling super thankful for today's sponsor, Tanasi. Tanasi's CBD, CBDA is two times better than CBD alone and better than over-the-counter ibuprofen, acetaminophen, and aspirin. It helps soothe and relieve my aches and pains like my pinched nerve, and it's great for sleep and anxiety, so I put it on right before bed. Tanasi was discovered by a team of chemists and biologists at Middle Tennessee State University, and 5% of all revenue is given back to the university partner for ongoing research. It is THC-free and comes in a range of products. I love the topicals, but you can also choose from soft gels, gummies, and tinctures. Satisfaction is guaranteed. Try Tanasi for 30 days, and if you don't love it, you get a full refund. Go to Tanasi.com and use code MOM to get 25% off at checkout. That's T-A-N-A-S-I.com to get 25% off your first order with promo code MOM. Hi, welcome to the Sober Mom Life podcast. I'm your host, Suzanne of My Kind of Sweet and the Sober Mom Life on Instagram. If you are a mama who has questioned your relationship with alcohol at times, if you're wondering if maybe it's making motherhood harder, this is for you. I will be having candid, honest, funny conversations with other moms who have also thought, hmm, maybe motherhood is better without alcohol. Is it possible? We'll chat and we'll talk about all things sobriety and how we've found freedom in sobriety. I don't consider myself an alcoholic. You don't have to either. And maybe life is brighter without alcohol. I hope you will join us on this journey and I'm so excited to get started. Hello, happy Friday. Welcome to our special episode of the Real Sober Mom Chats. It's like the Real Housewives, but without the booze and the bad drama and the fillers. (laughs) How's that? I have heard so much feedback about the sober moms. You guys love the stories from real moms who are in it, who are figuring out, who are maybe sober curious. They're talking about their journeys, and that's what this is. We are bringing you moms from the Sober Mom Life Cafe. All of these moms connect over there 
If you want to come and join us, it's $15 a month and you get, first of all, you get to sign up to share your story on the Real Sober Mom chat. That link to join the cafe is in the show notes. You also get weekly Zoom meetings. You get Discord chat where you can chat with moms just like you all day long. Book club. You get bonus podcast episodes. It's just a huge party over there. Come and join us. And I know you will enjoy this episode of the Real Sober Mom Chats. Jelaine, welcome to the Real Sober Mom Chats. I'm excited to hear your story. Thank you so much, Suzanne. I'm so excited to be here. Yes. Okay, so before we could talk about sobriety, let's go back. We just got to dive right into it. Let's talk about alcohol. Let's talk about your relationship with it and where it all started. Okay, so I've been listening to you for 117 days, so I figured Ah, this was coming, this question and how it starts. And so I've been thinking about it and I Definitely wanted to just start with my relationship with alcohol in college. Yeah. It was always problematic. Mm -hmm. And I was in a sorority in college. I was a junior. I transferred with my now husband. We were dating back in high school, like towards college. So we went to college together. And where was this? So in California on the Central Coast. Okay. Okay. So we're in California. We're in a sorority. Okay. Yep. Beautiful, beautiful campus, beautiful college, like Cal Poly was awesome. And yeah, I just always looked at people that could drink and go, wow, they don't get drunk. They don't get sick. They don't make idiots out of themselves, but I do. (laughs) Okay. So you felt alone. You felt like you were the one kind of who alcohol wreaked the most havoc in your life. Oh, for sure. Of your friends or like in the sorority. Okay. And it would always be me. It was like, yeah, I'm kind of like almost a joke. Like my boyfriend, who's my husband now, Joe, he would pick me up from the sorority party, pick me up from a frat party. Joe would be picking me up. And yeah, it was always like that in my 20s. And then, you know, it progressed into my, well, we had our daughter. She's going to be 18. So we have three daughters. So we had our first daughter and it was the same as other moms have talked about, like the alcohol at the birthday parties. Yes. There was always wine. Yes. Always. And yeah, even our wedding, you know, we got married at a church, but after the church, the reception was at a winery because we were right. obviously going to do that. Yeah. Like that was what we did. Yeah. You're in California. You're well, and did you kind of have this feeling like at some point you were going to grow out of it? Yeah. Right? Like when you're in college and you're like, okay, this is college, but like I will grow out of this at some point, right? Did you feel like that? Yeah. I always knew that something would happen. And you talk about rock bottom and that never happened to me. Like I never had a DUI. Yeah. But all the other stuff was so much worse to me, like exhaustingly, like mentally tiring. And I was always looking for something because I have anxiety and I was looking for something Mm -hmm. to help that. And then I've learned with my, everything I've done research with that, that does not help at all. (laughs) No, it's, oh my God. You know, there are so many big tricks when it comes to alcohol. And I think that that's a huge one is that we were taught that like, it helps you relax. Like champagne at the spa before you get a massage, right? That it's going to like help you relax and like glass of wine after work to help you unwind. And the fact that it does the opposite 
Yeah. I remember finding that out too and being like, holy shit. Why didn't anybody tell me this? (laughs) It's like, how come I didn't get this in my twenties? Like here I am, I'm 45 and yeah, 117 days in now. And I mean, my entire twenties and then my thirties. And so we have three daughters. So again, like every pregnancy, obviously it was, Oh yay. I'm pregnant. I'm not drinking. Okay. Yeah. I don't have a problem, but the dad get home from the hospital, there would be wine at my door from, you know, congratulations, you guys, here's your wine. Like, yes. And I don't know if it's because of where I went to college. I don't know if it's because of California wine culture, but that's huge. I think it's everywhere. That's why I like to ask people where they're from. Mm -hmm. And I think pretty much every time I talk to somebody, they're like, well, I know like the rest of the country drinks, but my area is like the worst. And like, I'm like, well, we're all saying that and we all think that. And so I think like the whole country is just drinking a lot. Yeah. I mean, I was like the pusher, right? So I would have the wine. Yes. Oh, it's my daughter's third birthday. Of course there's wine. And, you know, even telling parents like, oh, well, it's at this little, like we had a little thing called my museum. My husband and I lived in Monterey, California for 20 years. Oh, so nice. It was beautiful. Yeah. But we would go there for birthday parties. And of course, well, there's wine, right? Like there's drinking. I mean, we can't be there without it. Right. Right. Again, there's nothing wrong with people doing that. You do you. Like I'm totally good. But For me, my physical health and mental health is way more important. Yes. It comes down to informed consent, right? Mm -hmm. Like if I would have known what alcohol was and what it did to my mental health, not only to my physical health, because I could feel that. I mean, definitely not to the extent of it being linked to seven cancers and all of the Mm -hmm. things that we know. But if I would have known, like my anxiety too, it was making it so much worse. And I didn't link that. We just don't link Mm -hmm. that. And so it's an informed consent piece of saying, hey, just so you know, we've all been tricked. And like, let's just slow down and take some time to examine this, right? Because it's in our lives and it's a big part of a lot of our lives. And so let's just examine it and let's talk about it. Yeah. So I had three kids, birthday parties, and again... It wasn't like I was unable to function. I'm a high school teacher. Yeah. I had a very successful, I'm still teaching 20 something years into it now in Idaho, which I'll get to. What grade or what do you teach? So I teach ninth through 12th history. Oh, wow. That's so interesting. Yeah, I love it. I love teaching. And so I always felt like, yeah. you know, I'm good. Yeah. Like, just drink a little bit of wine and have my fun time with my friends or my husband or whatever. And then that was my 20s, 30s. We moved to Idaho in December of 2019. Mm, Okay. And what was the move? Like, did you have family there or was it? No. Yeah. (laughs) We have no no family here. So we have zero family here. My husband is in produce and ag business. So he was with one company for 20 years. I was at a school for 20 years in California we came out to Idaho, fell in love with it and just realized, you know, we need to make a change for our family. Yeah, He was able to work here and I was going to be a stay-at-home mom because that oh. was my dream, right? Oh, yes. Okay. <laughs> oh, God. And then yes. COVID. COVID mm-hmm. happened. Like, So I was thinking about it the other day with my cousins, one of the most amazing people in my life. And she said, you know, Jelaine, I think it really started for you when you moved to Idaho. And I really had to dig deep for that because I didn't know anyone. And yes. I met like two mom friends and thank goodness they drank wine. 
Right, right. Yeah, that's so hard. We talk about community making such a big difference. And like, yeah, to uproot yourself and to uproot your family and your life is a big deal anyway. But then to uproot it and then, first of all, not knowing what was going to happen just a few months later. And then Mm -hmm. your whole world changes and you don't have that community. You don't have that village. I can't even imagine. Yeah, it was very lonely. And I thought I could do winter I'm a 70 degree, like 70 degrees year round. That's what I always had. So going from 70 degrees to like 20 in the winter. Okay. Does Idaho, this is going to show my lack of knowledge about geography. Does Idaho, like, do you guys get snow and stuff? Yeah. Okay. You do. Yeah. I'm in the like Boise area. Okay. So I live in a town called Eagle, but tons of like snow, but then it melts that day. Like it's just mild, but mild is like. To me, I didn't have snow. Totally. And so to go yes. from like 70 degrees at the winery every day to you're in your house. Oh, you don't have a job. Everything you know, your identity is yeah. gone. You're not Mrs. Angie anymore. You're a mom. And who knows Ugh. how long this is going to last. And you can't leave the house. And outside sucks too. <laughs> yes. And yeah. like sad, like seasonal affective disorder yep. is a real thing. You know, I live in the Midwest and yeah. when you can't get outside, when it's not sunny, when you haven't seen the sun in weeks, it totally affects us. And so, oh, you had the perfect storm. Yeah. But again, the wine was still available. So, I mean, wineries, yes. we could pick it up. So yes. I was a wine club member in California. And then yeah. of course, moving to Idaho, I was like, I've got to find yeah. like one of the first weekends of December of 2019, I dragged my entire family to a winery with me. And of course the girls aren't loving that, but I'm like, well, I need to make sure that they have wine in Idaho. Yeah. Right. You're like, does Idaho have wine? (laughs) I I don't know much about Idaho, but I bet it has wine. Okay. So I have mentioned a couple of times on here before that, like, you know, alcohol being considered essential Mm -hmm. during the pandemic and how problematic that is. And Courtney, who is a part of the Sober Mom Life Cafe. She's a therapist. She did reach out and she was like, just so you know, she gave a different perspective about why alcohol was considered essential. And it is because alcohol withdrawal, I mean, you could die from it. You know, you can't die from heroin withdrawal, but you can die from alcohol withdrawal. And so that's why it was considered medically necessary. I think somehow that could have been done better, but yeah. So there was that aspect to it too, which I'm so glad she shared with me because I understand that. But still the fact remains that, you know, women's drinking increased 300% over the pandemic because of course, like in your situation, yes, Mm -hmm. wine was already in your life. And then the rug has been pulled out from under you. You're at home, you're a stay at home mom now really also having to (laughs) teach your kids and no community Mm -mm. can't go outside. Like it makes all the sense in the world that you would then continue to lean on wine. Yeah. And it was wine. I'm like, it's yes. cute. It's pretty. Like right. you talk about the labels. They're beautiful. There's no yeah. alcohol in here. It's yeah. just wine. Yeah. The label's pink, you guys. They're, it can't be bad. The label's pink. <laughs> so I did all that stuff. And then again, it was my mental health. I think it was just, you know, with anxiety. And then I would go to the doctor in Idaho and say, hey, I think I have seasonal anxiety yeah. or seasonal depression or whatever. Yeah. So we took care of the anxiety piece. I definitely am not a depressed person. And again, yeah. I'm not good with the like medical. Are you depressed or anxiety? I definitely have anxiety. Yeah. 
Same. I'm less like I'm going to stay in bed all day and more like I'm going to wake up and get up and worry about what ifs all day. (laughs) Yep. That's exactly, exactly me. And so mixing alcohol and, you know, anxiety medicine. Yeah. Not good. Yeah. So I definitely in the last year or so was thinking, okay, I have the best job ever now. I went back to teaching, okay. found this amazing job. I love the teachers I work with. I love my family, students. Oh, that's great. My daughter is in my class. I get to be the student Aww. council advisor, and she's the president of the school. Oh, I love that. So, I mean, there's just so many great things. And so after acknowledging the anxiety and like the seasonal stuff with Idaho, yeah. realizing I need to get this stuff together. So last Thanksgiving, I did not have it together. So I think that's where yeah. you would understand where this <laughs> happened. So I was hosting my cousin from Palm Desert, okay. her family. My mother-in-law moved here. My sister-in-law, my brother-in-law, my nephew live here now. Wow. Oh, that's great. Yeah. I love this. Yeah. They're coming. They're like, oh, Idaho. Cool. We'll visit you. We'll stay. We'll move. So it's been great. Yeah. But now, you know, I'm the hostess with the mostess now. And of course, I'm going to have all the alcohol. Right. So last Thanksgiving, yeah, I'm feeling good. Love my job. Love my family. My husband, I guess, stopped drinking last September. Okay. Out of the blue? Well, he is Mr. CrossFit. Okay. Oh, okay. Mr. CrossFit. (laughs) Got it. Yeah. So his was a physical, like kind of a health and wellness situation. Yeah. So he stopped last September and... Of course, I didn't realize it because the alcohol's gone. Where is it? Apparently, I was the only one drinking. Right, right. So he was like, I quit in September. So it's Thanksgiving. (laughs) And I'm like, wow, we're running out of like champagne. And I'm like looking at everyone. I'm like, oh, that's okay. I'll just keep drinking. Okay. No one else was really drinking the champagne except for me. And my cousin had like a half of a glass. And I'm like, oh, you need more. Yes, yes, yes. And then you looked around and you're like, wait. Oh, wait, it's just me. Yeah. And so you didn't even realize that your husband had stopped drinking? No, it was like November. (laughs) And I'm like, because he would just drink a little bit of whiskey. Yeah. This thing was whiskey. And I would just keep buying him whiskey. But all of a sudden, like, that's funny. You're not drinking it anymore. So, yeah, he just had his one year in September 12th. And I'm like, wow. Good job, Joe. Good job. Yeah. Oh my God. That's so funny. I love that. That's completely opposite of so many stories that we talk about husbands a lot and partners and we talk about their drinking and you were just kind of like in your own, you were in your own world. No, didn't care. Yeah. Okay. I'm like, you do CrossFit. He gets up at four in the morning and he is so dedicated. Okay. Joe's doing his own thing. Joe's very motivated. Oh, and he's an amazing support. Like he is my best friend and just amazing, but that's awesome. Yeah. So he's, he's doing his thing. He's drinking water. I'm drinking all the champagne (laughs) that day. And then apparently we go, which I do remember this was horrible. I love a story that starts with apparently. (laughs) Apparently. That's when I know it's going to get good. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) There's videos of this night, apparently. Oh, okay. tried to delete off my daughter's phone. <laughs> okay. Okay. I want to hear it. What happened? So yeah, drinking, you know, from like 10 a.m. mimosas till 10 yeah. p.m. So I'm out in public at this place called the Sensi's huge Sensi common thing. They have lights that it's a beautiful thing for families. Yeah. And apparently I think there's music playing and there's none and I'm dancing. I'm having the best time <laughs> of my life. 
Yeah. And I go up to another family of like 20 people and ask to take their photos. And I'm like, in their photos. And I'm asking to be in their, like, I'm oh, their. Oh, you're new, in them. Yes. <laughs> you're I'm their in, new friend. Yeah. <laughs> so. Wait. wait. Uh, okay. And I, I'm not laughing at you. Please no, know this because no. we have all been there. Like, if we are listening to this, you've been here. You know yes. the situation. There's absolutely no shame. But I love this when you said <laughs> that I was taking their photos. I thought you meant you were like, hey, do you guys want, I'll take your photo. And you're like, no, 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 I'm, I'm in. Can I be, I'm like, I'm in Can I be in it? (laughs) Like now, now I'm in it. And I, yeah, I I can't believe, but no. Yeah. yeah. So that was Thanksgiving night. Okay. I wake up completely fine the day after Thanksgiving. Okay. Okay. I mean, that should be an alarm right there. Yeah. Do you remember it all the morning after? Yeah. And I remember feeling okay. like my daughters are laughing at me. What did I do? Mm, and they're like, mm, okay. hey, mom, you want to see? And I'm like, I don't know. And everyone just thought it was funny because mom does right, this stuff. Right. And I was like, I don't remember. And I'm thinking I'm a teacher in the community. I could yes. have seen parents. I could have seen students. I'm out there dancing with no music and taking right. photos of a family that I'm now in their family photos. With a family. <laughs> well, and... and- I love this because it is not right. Like it's not horrible, right? Mm -mm. You didn't hurt anybody. You didn't hurt yourself. Like it was just nothing. But waking up, I feel like the shame is the same. Yep. Like waking up and like hearing that from your daughters, like, do you want to know what you did? And then it's just like, Uh, oh no, the sinking feeling, right? Of like, oh my God, what did I do? Yep. And that feeling that got me sober for one month. Okay. <laughs> I yeah. was like, I am never drinking again. And I threw out all the alcohol. <laughs> okay. And this was after Thanksgiving. So that's a tough month to start with, yes. I would say. Yep. So you've already done the holidays. Well, I did Christmas. <laughs> okay. Christmas. Christmas. Yeah. You've done Christmas then. So you've done probably one of the toughest months. Yeah. So I was thinking my mom was here. We went to the spa on December 27th and of course, we're having champagne with our massages. Right. So, See? Yes, exactly. Yep, that's when it all went again. And I thought, you know, you talk about moderating and stuff. There's no. Yeah. So my favorite was, you're not going to drink during the week. Yeah, of course. But yeah. if it's a Wednesday and it just happens to be some celebration, I'm going to drink. Like, Well, right. Yeah, yeah. Two glasses. Just two. That's the asterisk. <laughs> Right? Like, well, you're not going to drink, but come on, of course, if it's a Wednesday and we're going to the spa, well, duh. I mean, it was just constant, like, it's that mind thing that tricked me for months. And I was like, trying so hard to, and then my daughters were like, oh, mom, I thought you were done drinking. And I'm like, we'd sit down at a restaurant. I'm like, wine menu, please. And it was like, yeah, that moment where I'm like, I'm letting them down, but it's okay. I like my wine. And it's like, no, no, you're not going to let, I'm letting myself down. And so that happened for months Yeah. until, so June 22nd, I quit drinking for good. Wow. So that was December 27th till June 21st. I was doing the spiral. Yes. I'll go to the winery. I'll drink two glasses and then I'll just eat a bunch of cheese and crackers and that's fine. Yes. Right. (laughs) Right. You were, it was that moderation piece. And I hope that you look back at that and see that not as like you failing or Mm -hmm. like, I hope you see how important that time was to your journey. 
Yeah. And it definitely was critical, you know, crucial, whatever, because I think I needed that month of November, December. Yes. Try it and go, okay, I wasn't ready. Yeah. But I mean, I've done all the first, like, 4th of July, sober, camping trip, sober. Like, I was reading this naked mind while we were on a camping trip. And that got me through the week of camping, you know? Yes, yes. And your podcast, thank goodness we had reception when we were camping. And I was able to listen to your podcast the whole time. Oh, good. But just the biggest thing with that was the mental games and just how exhausting that is. And if anyone gets anything from my story, I hope they just hear like, if you have anxiety or if you have any of that, like built up, like I was not happy with myself and I wake up every morning proud of myself now. Uh, Isn't that amazing? Like getting rid of one thing. Yes. Getting rid of one uh, thing, uh, right? One thing. And not adding something to you. Yep. Getting rid of something that kept getting in between you and who you actually are and and who you're supposed to be and who you want to be and how you want to feel. Like, I love that it's the idea of getting rid of it. Yeah, it's crazy because now, so nothing huge happened between December and June. Yeah. Except a few times. Yeah. Nothing like the Thanksgiving story, but, you know, just a couple times I'd come home and they'd be like, oh, mom was drinking all day at the winery or, you know, like yeah. it's a Saturday, the laundry's not done, but mom's on the couch with a glass of wine. So everything's fine. Like yeah. nothing is fine. Like I'm not fine. I'm just drinking to cover something up. Yeah. What do you think that was? Like now that you are 117 days, is that what? Yep. That's amazing. Yeah. As you look back, because you know, that's what we tend to do yeah. in sobriety. We start to think about like, okay. I'm strong enough now. I can look at this and I can talk honestly about what my relationship with alcohol was. Have you thought about what you were drinking to cover up or to kind of help cope with? Yeah. So feeling like I have to be a people pleaser, Mm. feeling like I always have to be this social, fun, energetic, lively party person. Like I am so much more of that without alcohol. Like I am funny. Like I've been laughing and cracking people up since June 22nd because I actually am not like being stupid about stuff. I'm like just funny. I'm just funny. I love that you said that rather than, you know, I thought I had to be this like party funny person. And then I realized I don't have to be that. No, your story is I thought I had to be that. I thought that alcohol was helping me with that. What I didn't know is that I was that already without alcohol and alcohol was making me just join other people's families for photos, yes, right? Yes, exactly. And now I just tell people, you know, I don't drink or I post on my Instagram, you know, I'm not hiding it. I put like my hundred shiny balloons on my Instagram yes. the other day. What's your Instagram handle? Do you want us to link it in the show notes? Oh, sure. Do you want people to come see you? Yeah, it's just at Jelaine1. Okay, we're going to link it. Yeah, but I just, you know, I had seen someone post their celebration of 100 days with balloons, and I follow a bunch of people, and I just thought, I'll do that. And a couple of my friends from California have reached out and said they quit drinking. Okay, so was that your kind of first public statement or public declaration of sobriety? I think it was the cover of this naked mind when I was camping. Okay. Yeah. And then I bought your mug, the sober mom mug. Yeah. And then I posted that this summer and then the hundred balloons. And then my family blew up a hundred more balloons that night for me to walk in, in the living room. Wow. 
Boy. Yeah. So it's definitely a family affair with all this stuff. And with three daughters, I just feel like you could do all the things, yes. right? You could like, I'll treat you this way. I'll give you these things. I'll be the best mom ever. But if you're poisoning yourself, mm. you're showing them that they should do it too. Yeah. Yes. And I'm like, two of my three daughters are teenagers. Yeah. And I don't want them to think that they have to live their life numb. Yeah. How has your sobriety affected them? Like, what have they noticed or what have they said to you about it? Oh my gosh. They're just like, they talk to me about everything now. They're Aww. like, mom, can you pick me up at 10 o'clock? Because I know you're not drunk. Oh. Like, <laughs> Isn't that amazing? <laughs> Is it like that they can just count on you to be the same at 10 p.m. as you are at like 10 a.m.? Yeah. That in itself is priceless. Yeah. And just my entire family supported me. I've supported myself. I was just openly talking to my two oldest about it yesterday and today about the podcast. And they're like, both of them independently had said, Mom, we're just, you know, I'm so proud of you. And I'm like, but you know what I mean? Like, I'm proud of myself. First. Yes. Yes. And for the first time I could say, I don't care what anybody else thinks about me because yeah. I am actually doing this for me and that will help everyone else in my life. Yes. Yes. It's just so true. Yeah. It's not easy. I mean, you know, like I've said a few times, I've been reading books. I've been listening yeah. to your podcast, but June 22nd, it was like four in the morning when I remember. So now that we're talking about that morning when I woke up yeah, after the day of drinking, I think I drank at the pool all day with my friend. And then June 22nd, I was like, I'm done. Yeah, I went on, I Googled, I was like, I like podcasts and I typed in sober mom and that's how I found you. Oh, good. You guys, that's why it's called the sober mom life. <laughs> I know SEO. Okay. <laughs> I was like, what can we just call this to get straight to the point? (laughs) Oh, good. I'm so glad. That's how, and I'm not kidding. I found you and I just went all in. I was like, Suzanne knows what's up. I'm going there. I'm following all the things. I even got the shirts. I have a silver on shirt. Oh my God. I love it. I got the merch. I've been on your cafe thing now. And I mean, it's just, I love it. I'm all in. Like, I'm not. And then when people ask, when are you going to start drinking again? I'm like, I'm not. Yes. Like you can't imagine it, right? Like, why would I let that in? There's just no room. No. And I do. I love my Starbursts and I know that's bad, but I know you talk about sugar and coffee and (laughs) I'm like, I'm all in with that. Those are my... (laughs) Totally. I mean, yes, you're not going to join somebody else's family picture because you ate too many Starbursts, okay? You're just not. (laughs) I mean, you can still do that. Hey, get in people's family photos. That's fine. But if it made you feel shame, you're not going to do that. You know what I mean? And maybe, yeah, I want to remember my next Thanksgiving. Yes, exactly. You're not going to black out from too many Starburst. Oh my God. Jillian, I love your story so much. I think that I always say this, but these stories, I think that they're the most important to tell. The ones that from the outside, you didn't lose a lot, but Mm -mm. that shame on the inside feels the same. And that moderation piece, trying to do that and seeing the mental energy it takes and then really being able to say, I'm done. And I'm done because I want to be free. Yeah. And I've taken up, like you've talked about, what did you like as a kid? And I'm like, oh my gosh, I haven't thought about that. So I'm back to like Pilates is awesome for me. And like reading books and walking my dog, like being outside and just like hanging out, going to the movies with my family, yeah, any of that stuff, you know? And it's just like finding the little things that make me happy. Yes. And I mean, 
I'm going to be working on this every day though. Like I know that's not easy. Yeah. And it does. I promise you it will feel less like work as the days go by and you're, you're just on a great path. I think the shift in perspective is what it takes and you definitely Mm -hmm. have that. And so it will get to a point where you don't even think about it Okay, because people ask that. Actually, somebody asked that in the meeting last week, like, am I just going to be, you know, am I going to have to listen to your podcast every day? (laughs) I don't think she said it like that, but you know, am I going to need to rely so heavily on these tools every single day? And I very strongly said, no, I mean, still, yes, listen to the podcast every day, but no, you won't have to. And like, I don't listen to sobriety stuff in my daily life. Like I listen to true crime because murder is fascinating and awful and horrible, (laughs) but I just don't, I don't listen to Quitlet anymore, but I did for probably like the first year that was my lifeline. I think still find a community that you can, Mm -hmm. you know, like the Sober Mom Life Cafe that you can grow with women and just connection is key. I love it. Yeah. But I don't think you have to be like immersed in sobriety for the rest of your life. Like that's kind of the point is that we don't want to be. We don't want to yeah. always think about alcohol, right? Like that's right. why I created this instead of AA because I think in AA you are. And yeah. you know, you don't drink for 30 years and you still declare yourself an alcoholic and I'm like, I don't want to do that. And so Mm-mm. yeah, you won't always be in it like this. Okay. Cuz I do like as a teacher, I'm like I love learning. I love like yes. teaching, educating myself, but I'm like Oh my gosh, at right. some point I'm going to be like, can I just be sober? <laughs> right, and you, will, <laughs> and you will, and you will. Like at some point you will find yourself being like, yeah, I don't think I I need this at least today. Like I can listen to a true crime podcast or whatever, you know, whatever else you okay. like. And yes, you will. I promise you, you're on such a great path. So oh, thank you. I'm so proud of you. I'm so glad I got to talk to you. How do you feel? How do you feel sharing your story? Does it feel good? I feel really good. Yeah. yeah. I had so many things that I wanted to say, but I feel like I said a bunch of them, but yeah. Do you have anything else? Well, I just, I don't know. I just wanted, again, to get the point across, like if I can do this and if people are questioning it, yeah. like how I walk my dog every day, listening to you and like all your real moms, yeah. silver moms, and it just doesn't add anything to your life. Yes. It took away from mine. And I don't think... It was the right time for me in November to like give it up forever. I needed to try the moderation that didn't work. And then I don't care what other people say now. If they say like, oh, you have a problem with alcohol. You quit drinking. Why did you quit? Like, oh, what's your deal? You know, like what's your, I'm like, it's not me. It's the alcohol. That's what I say. (laughs) Good. Good. Yes. So yeah, it's amazing to feel proud of yourself and wake up every morning and know what you did the day before. Yes. Yes. And not not be embarrassed. <laughs> it's the best feeling to be able to rely on yourself and to be able to trust yourself and to be proud of yourself. It's the yeah. best feeling. And as women, we need to feel that. Yeah. And like enjoy yeah. things again and not feel like, oh, well, if I go to Pilates, I get to have wine after. Like, no, I'm going to go to Pilates and that's Pilates. <laughs> yes. Yes. And then you'll reap the benefits of Pilates. It's, it's amazing. Or... Yes, of the massage, right? You will actually not be dehydrated going into the massage. Like you will actually, your skin will thank you. Yeah. And I've noticed like physically, I've always had like that on and off like weight and health and my dad's diabetic. He got type two and 
So just yeah, health things in my family. And I've always wanted to make sure that I'm going to be as healthy as possible for me and my family. Yeah. And now I just feel like I'm doing all the right things and I'm not putting this poison in my body. Yeah. It's the most important thing, I think. And it all just then, you know, you have momentum and then one good choice and another good choice and it just builds on itself and then you got a full sober life. Yeah. And there's things that I'm doing now that I'm like, oh my gosh, that's pretty cool. Like I said, it's not just like me being proud of myself, but yeah, I think it is the people pleaser in me, like hearing other people go like, oh my gosh, like, what did you do? What's different? Like, you know, you don't look so puffy. I'm like, it's, I don't drink anymore. Yes. <laughs> Isn't it so cool when you get to say that too? You're like, somebody ask me, please. And then I'll tell you. Yeah. And I broke up with alcohol. But a lot of times people feel like you said, the mirror thing has kind of hit me a little bit. So I've had to, in the early days, like 30, 40, 50 days, I had to definitely go, this is not about me. This is about you. Yes. 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 Like a constant reminder. Yes. And that hearing the mirror thing has stuck with me because I do want people around me to be like, Oh, I'm so happy. And it's like, well, that's not my job to make you happy. Oh, amen. And I'm going to do what's right for me. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, okay. We can't end on anything better than that. That's the most badass thing ever. (laughs) Thank you. Oh my God, Jelaine. Thank you so much. I, I loved hearing your story and it will help so many women. And yeah, thank you for being so vulnerable and sharing it. Thank you, Suzanne. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Sober Mom Life. If you loved it, please rate and review it wherever you listen. Five stars is amazing. Also follow me on Instagram at The Sober Mom Life. Okay, I'll see you next week. I'm gonna go reheat my coffee. Bye. It's easy to blame ourselves for our struggles with alcohol. We see people around us being able to control their drinking without any consequences, yet no matter what we try, we can't seem to figure it out for ourselves. My name is Jillian Teets, and I am the host of the Sober Powered Podcast, where I use my biochemistry background to explain the latest research in addiction and help you understand both why you drink the way you do and how to develop the skills and mindset you need to find freedom from alcohol. I discuss topics like why we think about our drinking 24-7, why we have no off switch, and why we crave alcohol. If you're struggling with your drinking or you know someone who is, then I hope that you will check out the Sober Powered Podcast. New episodes every Friday. See you there.